Welcome to Cats by 90, a podcast dedicated to you, the Big Blue Nation, basketball, football, and the latest recruiting news. If it's Kentucky sports, then it's here on Cats by 90. Now, from SB Nation's A Sea of Blue, your hosts, Big Blue Drew and Aaron Gershon. Hello and welcome to the Cats by 90 podcast. My name is Aaron Gershon and sorry I haven't been with you the last few weeks. I've been dealing with a new two-month-old puppy, been busy with a lot of different things, but I'm in this week riding solo, filling in for Drew and supposed to have a guest on uh, in Ben Jordan, former Kentucky, or not former, current Kentucky basketball and baseball player, but he uh, could not make it on today. We'll hopefully get to catch up with him next week, but since I'm riding solo, I thought instead of news and uh, try to get away from this pandemic, away from uh, all the things going on in this country that are scary right now, we'd have some fun and look at the 10 best games based off memorable, being memorable, just the up back and forth of the games, uh, all that great stuff from Kentucky football since 2010. So we'll start in 2017, Kentucky, Tennessee, October 28th, 2017. After breaking their 26-game losing streak to Tennessee in 2011, uh, Kentucky fell in a new hole. Remember? I mean, they lose the next five, and it's like, all right, are we going to do this again? Well, UK hosted a Tennessee team just 3-4 and four in the year, trying to play for head coach Bush Jones' job, and Kentucky was the better team that season. I believe they went into that game... Five and two, if I have it right. Uh, Kentucky led early, but Tennessee, it was a back and forth game the whole first quarter or first half. Benny Snell and Ty Chandler seemed to be just exchanging touchdowns. And then, of course, you go to the fourth quarter, this is what makes the game memorable. Kentucky's down 26 21 with 4.43 to play and a banged up Steven Johnson. He kept taking hits. It looked like he was going to come out of the game. Nope, he stays right in there. He finishes a 72-yard drive um, you, with that just, <laughs> I would say it was definitely his most iconic moment of his two-year Kentucky career where he leaped in the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. And then if you thought it was over, well, hold on a second. Tennessee nearly finds a way. Jared Garitano has that Hail Mary to Jeff George for 48 yards, but he stopped at the three-yard line as time expires. So Kentucky ends their mini five-game losing streak to the Vols and We'll see if they can end their current two-game streak uh, in 2020. Moving on, number nine, uh, got to be that UK-Mississippi State game from 2016. So after dropping seven straight to Mississippi State, uh, the 2016 team pr- probably had the best chance to knock off Mississippi State. They were coming off a down year with uh, Dak Prescott gone for the first time and Nick Fitzgerald, young quarterback. Uh, and despite the final score being what it was, it, it was a really low-scoring first half. It was only 14-3 um, at one point in the second. Kentucky added a field goal before the half. It was 14-6 at half, Mississippi State leading. In the third, it became a shootout. Steven Johnson hit Jeff Bidette for that 44-yard touchdown, cut the lead to 14-12. But later in the quarter, and later in the quarter down 17-12, Kentucky reclaimed the lead with that Benny Snell 34-yard touchdown. Um, what else is new? And then... A bunch of scoring, right? Back and forth, back and forth. The whole second half comes down to an Austin McGinnis field goal 
from was it 51 Austin McGinnis's field goal against Mississippi State that game and time expiring it felt like it was going to be one of those <laughs> Kentucky choke fests right I mean how many times has Kentucky been on the losing end of one of those games but this time they get the win as McGinnis as cold-blooded as he always was um, knocks through the game winner and Kentucky beats Mississippi State Kentucky went on to break their uh, bowl list streak you can say our bowl drought that season going on to number eight we go to the other Kentucky win over Tennessee this decade and that was the streak breaker against Tennessee in 2011 November 26th um, the season finale both teams finished five and seven probably the last good moment of the Joker Phelps era but uh Kentucky kind of similar to this year they had to play with Matt Roark a wide receiver at quarterback and Warwick only threw for 15 yards, so Kentucky ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball. Uh, and luckily their defense had such a good game to hold them together. Uh, really kind of a boring game, but you look, you're up 9 nothing in the fourth quarter, 10 nothing, and then here comes Tennessee. Tyler Bray with a touchdown to Rajon Neal, 53 yards with 12.52 to go. You're probably thinking, oh, here we go again. But Kentucky's defense sniffed it out. Uh, fans storm the field. Kentucky breaks their 26-game losing streak to Tennessee, so that has to make the list, even though it was kind of a lost season um, for Kentucky. But you know what? You break one of those streaks. Obviously, Kentucky had a lot of bad losing streaks um, right around then, uh, given where the program was at. And, you know, they finally beat the Vols, even though it was, it was also down here for the Vols. Both teams finished 5-7, and seven, um, as I think I might have mentioned Moving on to number seven, South Carolina, Kentucky from 2014. This was the first, <clears throat> actually the second SEC win in the Mark Stoops era and got Kentucky off to a 4-1 start. And it, it was an amazing night because finally you felt some excitement about the football program. And it was a pretty good crowd. It was a blackout in Lexington. Didn't start well as Mike Davis had a pair of rushing touchdowns for the Gamecocks. Gave a 14-0 lead. JoJo Kemp cut the lead, but still... South Carolina got up by 10, but Kentucky cut it to three. Actually tied the game at half, if you remember. Braylon Hurd had that 38-yard touchdown run. McGinnis, the field goal. So as time expired in the half, so 17 all heading into the into the half, and then the back and forth fourth quarter it was. You have Timmons opened up. Ryan Timmons opened up the half for UK with a touchdown, but then right back at it, Sean Carlson for South Carolina, and then Farrell Cooper. Uh, gave South Carolina the lead. And then Mike Davis added on to that lead. It was 38-24 in the fourth quarter. And you're probably thinking as a Kentucky fan, well, over, right? Well, not this time. JoJo Kemp with a pair of rushing touchdowns in the fourth, tied the game, and then it was Bud Dupree, of course, one of the more memorable moments, um, maybe a defensive player in, in Kentucky football history when Alvin Dupree, Bud Dupree, with 229 left in the game, gets that six-yard pick six to put Kentucky on top. They never surrender the lead. They beat Steve Spurrier and the Gamecocks, and they improved the 4-1. and one. And that was kind of, I'd say that's the signature, which is like your first big, big win. Um, that was probably Mark Stoops' signature win and kind of showed, okay, maybe he is the right guy to turn this around. Obviously, it still took a quite a bit of time afterwards, but um, that, was, that really was. That was probably the signature win of the Mark Stoops era. Moving on to number six, we're going to another Kentucky-Mississippi State moment, and this was the game 
that remember Mississippi State comes in ranked 14th. Kentucky had already beaten Florida. They're three and zero, and they're still not ranked. Kentucky wants to prove to the nation that they're legit. Well, they did just that. Uh, State scored first early in the second quarter with a Nick Fitzgerald run, but it was all the Benny Snell show from there. Benny had four rushing touchdowns, uh, 165 yards. He remember he stuck his tongue out on the video camera. The, it was raining, and Kroger Field was just absolutely wild. I was in the stadium that night covering. It was it was a scene to behold, and the defense was just as advertised as well. That 2018 defense with a nasty secondary and Josh Allen going after the passer. Uh, take, I think it was uh, Ajon had the one picked. Um, what was it? Yeah, Tyrell Ajon, the freshman at the time, had the one pick on Fitzgerald. And then Josh Allen just took the game over in the fourth quarter like he always did. Um, with uh, th- He had two tackles for loss. He had a quarterback hurry. He had a sack. It was also a big night um, from Boogie Watson. He had a big sack. Calvin Taylor got to Fitzgerald. Kentucky's defense just swarmed Nick's Fitzgerald. He only completed half his passes. He was only able to run for 20 yards. And Kylan Hill, who's an outstanding back, coming back for his senior year, uh, many were there was a debate before the game, Mississippi State fans saying that, you know, he's better than Benny Snell. Well, he was held to four carries and 14 yards by the Kentucky defense. So that game really put Kentucky in the map. They were ranked after the victory. And, you know, from there, we all know what happened that season. But we won't go too much into that because, as you can expect, we'll hear a lot more from the 2018 Cats. But first, let's get to a quick sponsor break as we're halfway through our list. And we're back with you on the Cats by 90 podcast going through the top 10 games from the Kentucky football's last decade, and hopefully we'll have a lot more great moments starting this fall, given that we can play ball on time uh, amid this pandemic. And with that, I hope everyone's safe out there, and let's continue having fun not thinking about it. Uh, UK Louisville is number five on this game from 2016. Kentucky 17, or excuse me, 27-point underdogs heading in to face Heisman winner Lamar Jackson and the Cardinals, the rivals. Um kind of beat them in a little bit due to, you know, Kentucky was going through a rebuilding phase of the program. So understandably underdogs, but Kentucky was already off to a bowl game. They didn't necessarily need to win the game, but, you know, how amazing would it have been if they could go steal one for the Heisman? Well, Louisville struck first with Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown, but there came Steven Johnson hitting Garrett Johnson, Juice Johnson, one of the more underrated players of the, you know, the Stoops era and maybe – the most underrated wide receiver in Kentucky history. That's a debate for another day. Uh, Kentucky took the lead by the end of the first quarter when Boom Williams had the 36-yard touchdown run. But then Louisville retook the lead, a touchdown pass from Jackson, a field goal from Brandon Creek, and then a 10-point lead after another touchdown pass from Jackson. But then it was that man, Juice Johnson, again, a 63-yard touchdown from Steven Johnson, a pass from Steven Johnson to Garrett Johnson, cut the lead to three heading into the half. Benny Snell gave Kentucky the lead at the beginning of the third quarter with an 18-yard touchdown run, and then the game went back and forth. Touchdown the run filter from is Smith rolling into neighborhoods Excuse to end me. gutter cleaning. Um, Austin McGinnis, 35-yard field goal, 31-31. Dorian Baker, remember him? He came up big in this one, a 35-yard touchdown catch from Johnson 
38-31, but then Lamar ties the game with 7.44 to go, 38-38. Scoring stalls and if you remember, Louisville actually had the chance to go and steal that game, but the Kentucky defense, who really didn't show up for much of the game, as you can see the uh, the score, what it was, came up with a huge play as just after Kentucky lost the ball on a fumble at the Louisville 46th, the next drive, um, <laughs> the next drive, Louisville does the same. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson fumbles. Courtney Love recovers it. Then Kentucky gets a chance. 60-yard drive down the field. McGinnis nails a 47-yard field goal with 12 seconds. Louisville's left with just a Hail Mary and, well, interception by Mike Edwards. Game over. Kentucky pulls off the 27-point upset on the rival Cardinals off Heisman winner Lamar Jackson. And, wow, was that a big win for Mark Stoops. Probably, if you want to argue, I'd still argue the South Carolina is the signature win. But that win was, I mean, that's right up there. That was such an important win. Number four, the 2019 Citrus Bowl. And remember, I'd say that win is maybe the most important win on this list. But we're ranking just based on the type of game. We're ranking on, you know, the nostalgia, all that crazy stuff. So we got to say that this game is number four. But wow, what a day it was down in Orlando. Uh, Kentucky and Penn State, of course. And for Kentucky, it was the perfect opportunity to tell the world we're for real now, right? They're already being doubted. No one gave them a shot to beat Penn State. Um, No one gave them a shot to beat anyone that year, despite the amazing year they had. So Kentucky heads in to Orlando to take on Penn State. They get the, I mean, the game, you kind of had a feeling it was going to be a special day. Penn State tried a fake punt after their first drive, and Kentucky just shut it down. They get the short field. They end up with a field goal um, from Miles Butler. But then Lynn Bowden does what he does, a punt return touchdown to give Kentucky a 10-0 lead um, into the fir- in the first quarter. Goes into the half 10-7, and then it was all UK in the third quarter. I mean, you have the Benny Snell with a pair of rushing touchdowns. His second one he broke the school rushing record with, of course, but then in the and then it, it kind of looked like Penn State was left for dead. Trace McSorley, one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the last decade in college football, gets hurt, has to go to a young Sean Clifford. But McSorley, playing on a terrible leg, comes back and does what he does. Can Penn State outscore Kentucky? So it really did feel like it was going to be one of those Kentucky, oh no, we're going to choke this thing away. But that 2018 team was just different. Simply put, different. And Kentucky's defense was able to hold Penn State to that late field goal. Uh, Penn State could have gone for it. They had a fourth and seven at the 14. They kick it. Kentucky's able to chew some clock. They give Penn State the ball back. Uh, A Max Duffy punt gives Penn State the ball back at their own 17 with just one second on the clock. And, you know, Penn State tries their trickery. It's a fumble. Chris Oates recovers. Kentucky, 2019 Sixers Bowl champions, the fourth best game of the decade. Uh, from just a game standpoint. Number three, if, if there weren't two amazing games ahead of this, this one's easily number one. But Kentucky-Missouri, 2018. Kentucky looked like they were left for dead. We don't even really need to go through the first half because Kentucky did nothing. They kicked the field goal to start the game. That was it. They didn't score at all in the first half. So Terry Wilson even was benched at one point for Gunnar Hoke because he was having a rough game. 
but Gunnar Hoke was even worse. Stoops goes back to Wilson in the fourth. At first, nothing really going. And then Lynn Bowden, that man, changes it all. Um, with Down 14-3 to three with, I believe, yes, with five minutes to go, Lynn Bowden with a 67-yard touchdown on a punt from Corey Fatnoy. That that just turns the tide. And we'll get, well, I'll state this about Kentucky's defense in a second. So they force a three and out. Kentucky gets the ball back, and Wilson throws a pick to Demarcus Acey. Luckily, it was, well, I don't know how you want to put it, but (laughs) the pass was, it it was such a frustrating pick. But penalty, Missouri gets the ball back at their own 18. They go three and out again. Nothing new. We'll get. I'll say that in a minute. And then Terry Wilson, all of a sudden, after getting sacked on, so Kentucky gets the ball back. They have 124 to go. And the way the offense went, I don't think any Kentucky fan thought they had a chance in hell to win the game. Then Terry Wilson gets sacked on the first play of the drive. It's second and 17. Oh, boy. Then here comes Wilson. He hits Bowden for 12 yards. David Bouvier for 16. David Bouvier for 27. Josh Ali for 13. Sacked again. But with nine seconds, he's able to hit Bowden for 17. He gets down within the 10. And then the last play, while we thought, Wilson throws a jump ball in the end zone for Ahmad Wagner. Pass interference. Kentucky gets an on-time down, and we all know what happens. Wilson finds C.J. Conrad. Kentucky wins at 15-14. Stuns Missouri. They improved to 7-1 on the year. I mean, they, they were left for dead. And what I wanted to point out about that defense Oh, yeah, they didn't give up a first down in the second half. And not a shabby Missouri offense either. A really good Missouri offense. Drew Locke at quarterback, now the Denver Broncos starter. Three really good running backs, Tamara Crockett, Larry Roundtree, Tyler Beatty, and then Albert O at tight end. That's a really good Missouri offense. Yeah, they didn't get a first down in the second half. Josh Allen did what he did with a couple sacks, forced a fumble. It, it was just a clinic by the Kentucky defense in the second half, and they hold them down. They win it in just unreal fashion. So Kentucky-Missouri, third on the list. And number two, Kentucky-Florida, 2018, the streak over. Uh, you know, going into that game, I think I felt as confident as ever, given how the 2017 Kentucky team absolutely should have beaten Florida. Florida had an awful season. Kentucky controlled the game. They blew it. We all know. But the 2018 team, Dan Mullen, you knew Florida was going to turn it around, but they still needed a little bit of time before Dan Mullen, as great of a coach as he is, he's not going to flip a wand and or wave his wand and fix it immediately. So Kentucky scored first in the first uh, in the first quarter. They struck first blood with, I believe it was, yeah, Wilson to Bouvier for 29 yards. Florida goes on a 10-0 run in the second quarter to take the lead in the half, and then it was really pretty much all Kentucky from there. Um, first, you kind of had a feeling Terry Wilson has that 24-yard touchdown run. He escapes the defense, puts Kentucky up seven, and then he rolls out and hits Lynn Bowden in the end zone. That was Lynn's first college touchdown, 54-yard pass um, to give Kentucky a 14-0 run and a lead of 21-10 heading into the fourth quarter. Now, with 522, you had the old Kentucky feeling coming back. Uh, Felipe Franks leads Florida down the field. Four-yard touchdown to Freddie Swan, a guy who's, Freddie Swain, who's killed Kentucky. 334 to go. Kentucky punts it back with 
two minutes. So it feels like, oh boy, Florida's got plenty of time. This is not going to end well. Well, well, but did. <laughs> it finally ended well. Felipe Franks completes a pass, gets to the Florida 25, but then a few plays later, he's sacked by Josh Allen. The ball's picked up by Devontae Robinson. And if you remember, uh, it didn't quite look <laughs> as it looked like it might have been an incomplete pass, which would have led uh, Florida to have a couple seconds to do something else, but it wasn't. It was a fumble by Franks. Allen knocked it out. Robinson. Didn't stop running. He goes into the end zone for a 30-yard touchdown, and that was as time expired. Kentucky ends the streak with a 27-16 win in the swamp. Uh, cars were burning down on State Street in Lexington. It felt like a felt like the basketball team was going to the Final Four. It was an amazing moment for the fan base. It was an amazing moment for the football team that it took 31 years to beat Florida, and they did it in the swamp. Number one, it has to be the 2019 Belk Bowl, and that was, what a what a dandy it was down in Charlotte. It was so much fun to cover. I was there. Um, Drew, my co-host, who is not with me today, was there as well. I don't think we'll ever see a back-and-forth affair quite like that game. And <laughs> just the storyline going into it, the two teams were getting into it at the Motor Speedway. There was cussing at each other. Then you have the pregame fight where Lynn throws a punch when – Tech players are getting in his face, and I kind of came to the conclusion that they were probably trying to get it so he didn't play. Well, it didn't work. So anyway, Virginia Tech struck first blood with a field goal on their first possession, and then Lynn Bowden, who, of course, had to play quarterback that season after uh, both Terry Wilson and Sawyer Smith go down. Lynn takes over and just runs, runs, runs. He leads the SEC, wins the Paul Horning, we all know. But he has a 25-yard touchdown to put Kentucky on the board first, uh, but you know what? Tech played a really tough game. Hendon Hooker, 18-yard touchdown to Davis and Hazleton. Tech up 10-7 heading into the second quarter. Then Tech takes a 10-point lead. Hooker hit Keene for a six-yard touchdown. But before half, Kentucky did score Chris Rodriguez with the only Lynn Bowden, non-Lynn Bowden touchdown of the game. 17-14 uh, Tech at the half. Ruffalo tied the game with a 40-yard field goal. Matt Ruffalo, um to start the third quarter, but, you know, Tech Tech was tough that day, man. They, I didn't think they were a great team, but they were tough that day. Deshaun McCleasy, 43-yard touchdown. Tech up seven with 9.57 left in the third. Then Lynn Bowden, 61-yard touchdown. Just, I, I mean, it, it wasn't even as if he had an open field. He was just cutting corners and doing everything he could. He gets to the end zone. Touchdown, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky did go into the fourth quarter down 27 24 and then with 1247 down 30 24 after a Brian Johnson field goal and then the drive is what I like to call it the drive Lynn Bowden under center running the ball down Virginia Tech's throat throw an 18 play 8 minute 10 second drive featuring mostly Lynn Bowden runs a little bit of Chris Rodriguez and Cavassier smoke but mostly Lynn Bowden and Remember, this guy could not, he threw a pick already. He, he only threw for like 400 yards in his seven weeks or eight weeks at quarterback. But what do you know? He shows he could do it all. He throws a touchdown pass to Josh Ali, a perfect pass on a fade in the back of the end zone for a touchdown with 13 seconds to go. Pretty much leaves Tech for dead. And Kentucky ends it in style. Uh, Tech tries to run their 
I guess you could say there are <laughs> there are laterals, there please save my ass play. Nope. Uh Kentucky wins it as the ball was actually scooped and scored by Jordan Wright. Kentucky 37-30 wins the belt bowl and really a statement season. They started that year two and three. It looked really ugly. It looked like you might have a lost year with the quarterback injuries, but they salvage, they go eight and five, and they win the belt bowl over Virginia Tech. They go back to back year. Over Penn State and Virginia Tech. Don't think it gets much better than that. I hope you enjoyed the top 10 games of the Kentucky football decade this past decade. Hoping for more great wins in 2020 and beyond. And we'll leave you with this outstanding and infamous radio call from Kentucky's own Tom Leach. Lynn Bowden takes the snap. He drops. He throws over the middle of the field. Man out there. Oh, my goodness. Kentucky. It's Josh Ali to tie the game. Lynn Bowden just lobbed it up for Ali, who ran under it. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And next to us, the coaches boot. They're going absolutely wild. What a great call. What a sensational call. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow Cats by 90 on Twitter at Cats by 90. You can also follow Aaron and Drew at agershon99 and at BigBlueDrew33. And remember, no matter the opponent, it's always Cats by 90.